Welcome to Is the World Fucked? A raw and irreverent look at the future, starting today. I'm Bruce McCabe, the global futurist. And I am PJ, his mate. G'day, PJ. G'day, Bruce. <laughs> Start with a nice Aussie one. <laughs> <laughs> or should I say, konnichiwa. Oh, konnichiwa. Yes, because I'd like to talk about Tokyo. Oh, okay. Why? Well, one, I love it. Yep. And two, I think it's the future. It's here already. Yeah. It's so... Yeah, I love Tokyo. Oh, good subject. And it's not anything we've done before. is just pick a place. So there's a lot to talk about. Well, I know we often look at technology yep. and where it's going. Yep. And is that a good thing for the world or not? Uh, As in, are we fucked or not? Um, And Tokyo, to some degree, is a little look into the future, I think. Full of technology. Yeah, they love their their tech. They They love it. From transport to computing to entertainment to the way they do most things. You know, and they also blend it differently with the social habits. So they do tech differently because they use it differently. Okay. So I, this is one of the things I love. I love. This is a good subject. Okay. So cool. one of the things I really love is you get on a Japanese train. First of all, their trains are cool. They all they are. To the freaking second. To the second. Every time. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Magic. Amazing. In fact, everything is to the second and is reliable and works and wow. But you get on a train and everyone's using, everyone's got a mobile phone or a cell phone. Everyone's using it, but not talking on it. Because they're, ah. just, they're just texting and doing their little things. And there's no noise from any of those cell phones because that would be rude. Yes. <gasps> so nice. I see where you're going. So nice. Yeah. They've got all the tech. But and yet they still hold on to their traditional res- values and... And respecting the people around you. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Well, being one value. Two, I'd suggest another value is nature. Somehow yeah. yep. in this, you know... Society full of fluorescent lighting and technology and everything. Yep. They still value nature and coming back to nature in so many ways. They do. And they yeah. love... Perhaps not if you're a dolphin. <laughs> oh, my <Oops>. God. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. But if you're okay. a garden... Okay. Or, side. Or, um, you know, wild open... You know, environments. They, yes. they love the aesthetic as well. They love art. They do. Okay. And they the blend that into varies. everything, don't they? So that, that's sort of a gorgeous part. There's, there's things that are aesthetically pleasing generally. Yep. Um, and they go to a bit of trouble with that. They do. I love the way that the Japanese people do that. There's another thing. So there's a little, there's a little thing that maybe you didn't know. Yep. Because I know you go to Tokyo mm-hmm. a bit. And, and, um, but, a little thing that I love. So this is this is this is this captures something different about Japan. Straight up. Yep. They have a thing where they no- nominate artists, maybe one or two. I can't remember the numbers. Every year or so, as national living treasures or living national treasures. Is that right? And they say you don't have to worry about income or anything anymore. You are a living treasure. Oh and wow! And you are honoured for that and looked after because they just want your art. Is they want right? you to keep doing what you do. Is that right? Where else in the world do they do that? They don't do that here. Um, <laughs> is that right? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, love the, I love this sort of juxtaposition mm. 
of, I mean, of the- art and respect and nature. Um, perhaps traditional values in some ways. Yeah. Um, but they're crazy. With the craziness yeah. of the technology adoption and the future. Yeah. I mean, um, selling used underpants and vending machines would be <laughs> the other end of the technology. You got spectrum. a problem with that, Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not picking on Japan here because I love Japan, but oh my God. Actually, that, I think that's not allowed anymore. I think oh, they, is that right? I think they got rid of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Do but they, they still did have robot it. restaurants, they Bruce? They did do it. <laughs> they, what, well, they used to do that stuff. Do they still have robot restaurants? Are you changing subject already? Yes, I'm <laughs> saving you from yourself. <laughs> okay. Robot restaurants. Why do you ask that? Well, I believe you may have been to uh, one or yes. seen one. Is Actually, that right? I've been to uh, I've been to the same one a couple of times. There's Is that a, right? Well, you've been there a lot one. more than me. This famous, famous restaurant, the robot restaurant, and you think, oh, this is cool. Like, um, it's in the middle of Tokyo. Right. <laughs> it's in the sort of in the red light district, uh-huh. so there's plenty to look at on the way in because that's freaky anyway. I mean, the red light district, which is basically completely safe and sanitized yeah. on the outside, <gasps> and you know, there's kids and. Everyone walking around because isn't that true? Everything's safe. There's no street crime. There's just nothing, right? No. So, so I've got yeah. to tell you a story. Oh, okay. Went to the opera. Get back now, to robots. What's the Japanese now. opera called? Um, Not Kabuki. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Went to one Sunday night. Did you like finished, it? Finished. Oh, I loved it. Really? Yeah. Finished late. <laughs> it was right up my alley. <laughs> finished late. You know what? They have sponsors stand up randomly in the middle of it and start sprouting their. They're advertising. What? And then sit down again and the show goes on. It was fantastic. It was all part of the show. I would call Kabuki an acquired taste. Did you like it? Oh, I loved it. Really? I loved it. And then we finished about midnight, Sunday night. Yeah. We were walking. When I say we, it was a friend who was over there, actually on TV, um, with Disney, involved with Disney. Oh, cool. Uh, But anyway, that's another whole story. Yeah. But uh, we were walking around till two... Two in the morning, on a Monday morning, felt perfectly safe. It's just brand. I loved it. Yeah. Anyway, back to your robot restaurant, no. mate. Sorry. So, I wasn't a robot to it's, be seen. It's, it's um, uh, allegedly the robot restaurant is owned and operated by people who allegedly may also be involved in the darker side of life. R- right. But even organized crime in Japan is it's very organized. safe. Like, yeah. I mean, I, organized. I, I actually, That's why there's no street crime. There's organized crime. But no actual street crime. Well, they exactly. I mean, if you want to get involved in that crime, yeah. you can certainly get, get dangerous with the gangsters, but they won't pick on innocent people in, no. in general. Yeah. I mean, there's extortion and other things, but compared to every other society on the planet, exactly. it's kind of... And just to segue, but when I was a kid, I lived in the southern part of Japan. Did you? Yeah, I lived in Kobe. And no. where I lived was right next to one of the gangster compounds, the Yakuza Headquarters, right? yeah. allegedly. <laughs> Where no, do I find no, myself? No, allegedly. They, they absolutely call themselves. Is that right? Yeah, and, and out in the open, this is us, and they had a big compound, and the head honcho lived there, and all his henchmen, and they always wear dark suits and dark sunglasses oh, and wow. American cars. That's their status symbol, right? Right. Or it was back then. Yeah. You got, because Japanese cars are cheap and, and easy to register, but yep. you know you've made it if you can run a Lincoln Continental. <laughs> Or a Cadillac in, in Japan, in southern Japan. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Uh, Did you? How long were you there for? So three, three years back really? then. Really? Yeah. So, wow. so we're way off 
anything. I don't know where we're going with this, but anyway. Um, but the really cool thing was they were the best neighbours you could imagine in the whole world. <laughs> well, right? they're organised. So considerate. <laughs> They'd let you know when things were going on. The police would also let us know when they were going to do a raid, you know, and let them know, I think. You know, it's just all organised. Everything's organised. Right. Choreographed. And, <laughs> to and, the second. And one day... I decided with some friends, and we were children when I was living there, so this is a long time ago. Yep. Um, but, you know, it's Halloween and we've got to go trick-or-treating because that tradition was pretty much taken hold there. Oh, and okay. so I just banged on their door and said, trick-or-treat. <laughs> bunch of other kids. And they-, <laughs> they opened the door. <laughs> and, and and the guy didn't speak. I didn't speak Japanese. He didn't speak English. And, and and but we did have some. One of the kids spoke a bit of Japanese, and we tried to explain back and forth. And they got someone else who spoke a bit of English. We explained that we were. They needed to give us things like right. yeah, because that's the oh, tradition. Well done. <laughs> exactly. And we were there to extort them basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was the word that had come to my mind. Out of out of. Um, Candy, as you know, we're it's, always using it's the thirty first of October. You will give me things. Yeah, and you know what they did? Or dance for me. You can imagine how the parents would have thought about this if they knew. But they, they invited us all in, right? And they sat us down in a magnificent room with all sorts of opulence, right? <laughs> and then they went hurrying around trying to sort something out for us because they really wanted to do the right thing by wow. these kids, okay. and they didn't have lots of. Candy and other things that you normally have. Of course. So they brought out boxes of fruit and they gave us an entire box of <laughs> mandarins right? and sort of stuff. And said, Is this okay? <laughs> and we said, That'll do, that's fine. And, I and we love left. it. So that's Japan. I mean, okay. Well, but anyway, the robot restaurant. <laughs> yes. So that. I thought, hey, glimpse of the future. Yeah. Robot restaurant. That's it's on it. the tourist trail. Everyone goes, well, not everyone, but you can go to the robot restaurant. So the robot restaurant is the most uh, psychedelic experience you can imagine. You go down about five flights of stairs, which are all neon. The stairs are neon. The tunnel's are neon. Yep. Everything's flashing. Yep. If you haven't had an epileptic fit before, yeah, you're going to you have one now. That's how again. I think of the whole of Tokyo. <laughs> exactly. It's a big neon light. And then they sit you down. They serve you food and drinks and all good. And the robots come out and they the robots are dancing. And they're all like, they're mechanized mechatronics with people in them and on them and, and they've got laser beams coming out of their heads. Wow. <laughs> by have by the end of it, so your Bruce. head is spinning. <laughs> and there's a lot of noise, a lot of rock music. And no, it's not robots serving you food and doing oh, all that not. sushi serving and all those things you see. It's just pure entertainment. Oh, is it's, it? it's like a movie set. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. And will it take off? Is this the future? Robot um, restaurants? Oh. <sighs> Maybe. You know what? I don't get excited about robot restaurants. Have you yeah. seen them? Like, well, it's a novelty. Yeah. Robot waiters, sure. Fetch and carry. Robots are great at fetch and carry. Right. <laughs> Getting serious for a second. Yep. Right? When you say, oh, the chef's going to be a robot, or the coffee machine <laughs> is a robot, and you don't have a barista. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. And it costs a fortune. Right. Baristas are pretty cheap. Right. Right? Or good sushi chefs probably aren't cheap. But yep. then I think most people want to see the guy doing it, not the machine. Anyway, whatever. Isn't that funny? But robots that just fetch stuff and bring it to your table. Yeah. Yeah. Great. You know, plenty mm. of that's going to come. Mm. Might have more personality than just, some. I just, yeah. You know, well, yeah. Never know. You could build it in. I, I just think I'd rather have wait staff and, and just talk to somebody. But yep. hey, that's just me. Yeah. So I don't think, yeah, restaurants. But horses for courses. Yeah. 
I'm, su- I'm sure there'll be some. Now, the sex industry in Japan, if oh. we get back to it. <laughs> okay. That's, gee, I didn't raise that. That's much more interesting. Just, just for everyone's... Uh... No. Okay. Yeah, sex toy sh- stores. Uh, I've heard your story. <laughs> well, your wife's told me the story. So, yeah, the, 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 this, is where, um, this is where I get a bit weird. So, you know, I've written books about so where we might go and all that sort of stuff and, mm-hmm. and what it might all look like. So, I thought, you mm-hmm. know, Japan... They're the leaders in um, sex dolls and... Uh, Are they? Yeah, they're, they're producing all sorts of wacky and weird stuff. Jane, are you hearing this? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't know whether this counts as... Uh, uh, the future? Yeah. Is it the future? Well, I went looking for the future. Yep. And they've got a store in downtown Tokyo. I think it's like eight floors. Okay. <gasps> of devices. No. Yeah. Wow. It's, the, it's like a mini skyscraper full of devices. Yeah. And they've got everything you can imagine and every size you can imagine. And it's definitely something to take in and behold. And my poor family had to wait outside. <laughs> <laughs> One of my visits while I went and did research. Wow. Up in the eight-story dormitory. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You came out three days later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but... Here's, okay, so here's a difference culturally. Right? So they've got all yep. that technology. Yep. Why isn't it uh, here or in the US? Or so he, why, okay. How come it hasn't... Socially, they don't see it as anything particularly to be hidden. Right. Yeah. Sex I kind of like the healthiness of that. Yep. So a lot of just basic uh, chemists, department stores, regular department stores, yep. and regular bargain stores... You know, where they've got like a thousand yen limit or whatever. They'll have a section. Really? Which is just have lots of sex stuff. Wow. Yeah. So, yet, so can such like a conservative of- <laughs> society and yet not. Not there. Yeah. No. Is yeah. this where we're all heading? Hey, that's a good question. I wonder. What do you think? I, I well, it seems healthy. Slowly we're going that way, aren't we? Yeah, they, I don't know. The Japanese culture, I mean, no culture is perfect, but the no. Japanese culture seems to have balanced this whole sort of 21st century thing with well, traditional ideas as well. They seem to have I like, balanced I, I like the openness of it because it's healthier than this idea of puritanism and, and compartmentalizing and repressing. And I like that. So sex is healthy. So why wouldn't you? And enjoying sex is healthy. So why wouldn't you just have those things in department stores? On the other hand, they do have a bit of a fixation with younger girls, which is not healthy. Oh, right. And yeah, um, in you know, and also if you walk into the wrong bookstore and see, or any bookstore, and you walk past the wrong section, or indeed any Seven Eleven that has a pornography section, which is pretty common. Is that right? Um, yeah, there's confronting images, which I don't know if that's healthy. <laughs> wow. Okay. They're very big onto octopus and things, you know, and they, and they're and and yeah, let your imagination run wild, right? <laughs> But think of think of, let's think of that on the front of a magazine on a rack in a Seven Eleven. Yeah, know? and that's Japan, and I don't know. It's it's a yin and a yang on that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I think that when they had those undies in vending machines, someone realised the yang had gone a bit too far, right? And pulled it back towards the yin and said, "No more of that." Thing. Right. What yeah. other technology though? Do you sort well, of see over there? They're big that, into... That so they're feels very good like on, the future. Well, they're very big on um, earthquake-resistant buildings, sensors, cities that right. 
tolerant of that stuff. They're getting much better at that. Okay. Flexible buildings, buildings that have balancing mechanisms in them when they're shaking and all that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, wow. Okay. You spend any time in Tokyo, you get a couple of little quakes through. So they're good on that. Yep. Um, they're big on vehicles. Here's what I actually think Japan's missed the boat on um, EVs. They're really playing catch up. Really? Yeah, because they went hybrid big time. Oh, yeah, okay. And now the world's going straight to full electric and get rid of the complexity. Right. Then the Toyota and others backed hydrogen. Yep. As like, it's going to be big in, in, in like casual vehicles. Yep. No, I don't think it is. No? No. Big vehicles, maybe, but you know, we, we talked about this sometime yeah, back. Yeah, we did. Not, not your average family car. Yeah, right. Although they have, they do have an average family car. Yeah. With it since 2014. Yeah. Oh, they're around. Yeah. 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 And there's beautiful concept cars and things. I'm just not sure. I think they went down the wrong, they took the wrong turn. And, and, and Japan has a electricity grid powered by nuclear power. Don't oh, they? there's the big nasty. The big nasty. Yeah. Cause they so, don't have resources. So they've been, yeah, they're beholden to it. And then after Fukushima, they, but they could run a fleet countrywide of EVs. They'd have base power yeah. to do it. So it's a love-hate relationship with fission, isn't it? With right. nuclear power. They, yep. they can't get off it. Remember, they shut well, down all the power plants and they brought them back. Yeah, that's They've right. They've been starting them up again. Well, they don't have an oil industry, do they? No, there's so, no coal oil or anything like that. Yeah, so they import so all that I stuff. I can see that they would move to electrical. Yeah. And there's a big argument to be made that they're so invested in that, that there's inertia and they're not really investing as much as they could or should in all the renewable stuff. Right. And that's hurt them as well. You know how right. industries kind of capture governments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But to me... Oh, we got all serious. Well, to me, Tokyo just feels... Oh, I love it. And it just feels like the future to me. Yeah. And I don't think that's a problem because, well, the city's the city. There's a lot of respect for... Well, there's not... There's a lot of feel for nature as well and the deeper things in life. Yeah, Art, a lot literature, of... um, yeah. respect, orderliness, so as a community can live together. No, another thing I like. Uh, education. Yeah. Uh, They're big on education. They are. That stands um, in good stead. They're getting yeah. good at understanding how to look after older people. They're mm-hmm. huge on robots to look after older people. In fact, mm. robots everywhere. Well, that's the future. But I think that they're... I think it's oversold. Robots look after old people. Robots are expensive, and they're always going to be expensive. The software will be cheap, but the hardware never gets cheap. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it can't. It can't be totally cheap. Right. So robots that lift you and carry you to bed and help you up, that's that's still going to be a big purchase item for the average family. I think I was married to her. (laughs) I shouldn't say that. (laughs) Take that back. We don't edit these. You know that. (laughs) So, uh, robot that um, takes shot. But space. here's something else I like about yep. Tokyo. At night, Shinjuku, where all the lights are, mm-hmm. all that neon, mm-hmm. not much nature there, but all that neon flashing about, bit of rain, mm-hmm. it's Blade Runner. There you go. <laughs> That's it. It's Blade Runner. That's it. See? It's like it is the, future. the ultimate cool factor. Yeah. Oh, so cool. And getting cooler again, I think. Here's my plot prediction. Yeah, I see the Japanese culture as really becoming a cool icon over the next 10 years. Again. 
Yep. Because really it went through that phase. It did. And then it sort of shifted out. Phased away. I see it coming back. The consumer electronics. Yeah, because there's a certain sort of sexiness. There's a certain kind of edge. There's a kind of being just a step ahead in terms of tech. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I can see it. Well, I love their trains. Uh, The shipping, they're getting big on how do we do, you know, carbon neutral ships and get into that stuff in a big way. And transportation, they're big on. Yeah, right. Love all that. They're very good at systems thinking in cities. Like, how do we, how do we rethink the system for uh, uh, rainfall and flooding and management of that stuff? And right. Um, so, recycling not so good, but no one is. No one is. <laughs> we keep saying that. <laughs> uh, no one is. Yep. But there's lots of love, and um, I think what happens there, um, the bits of love. So here's, here's, you know, we talk about safety. How's this? Just on terms of you know their, their manners and all the rest of it. If you lose something in Tokyo, in fact, it's almost impossible to lose something in Tokyo because they'll come right? back to you. Is that right? So fantastic. We, my my good wife, her, she she had one of those transport cards. They call them Suica cards. S U I C A Suica in Tokyo. That's your metro ticket smart card. Right. So she's at Tokyo Disney on one of our trips. Yep. And she loses it, and it's got. Five dollars worth of credit on it, ten dollars. Right. But she's at Tokyo Disney, so she goes to the the office and just mentions that she has lost it. If anyone hands it in, here's her phone number. Yep, that's sensible, isn't it? Yep. They couriered it home to Australia. <gasps> no way! <laughs> wow, that's Japan. That is Japan. That's amazing. And oh, and I did something similar. You know that um, Lost in Translation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's a bar, a whiskey bar where that's all filmed. Yep. Uh, where Bill Murray. Bill Murray, that's right. And Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Was that actually young filmed Scarlett in Johansson. a bar in Tokyo? Yes, at the top of one of the hotels. Right. And I can't remember, is it Park Hyatt, one of those. Anyway, famous. Yep. So you've got to have a whiskey there, right? I mean, that's that's a cool thing to do. Yep. And look out over the Blade Runner landscape at night yeah, for the top floor right. of this thing. With the piano playing. <laughs> this has got nothing to do with the future, but anyway. Um, <laughs> but maybe it is, because maybe manners, you know, maybe they'll creep into other societies. Um, yeah, uh, went up there, had a few whiskeys, and as you do when you have a few whiskeys, um, I left my credit card behind. Right. Yeah, so in. Sounds like in something I'd do. Bruce. Many countries in the world, that's the end of that credit card. I mean, you better yeah. cancel it like, yeah. right away. That's right. So the following morning, hangover, whatever, get up. I'm somewhere else. I'm not staying in that hotel. Oh, where's my credit card? Oh, I must have left it there. So I ring the hotel and I get someone answering. I'm speaking English. Someone, oh, yes, they speak English. Of course they do. Um, International Hotel. And um, I explain that I'm the fool who lost his credit card and maybe it's somewhere in that. Oh, just wait on the line, please. And what do they do? They come back and they say, yes, we have your credit card and we're so sorry. Um, that this this has happened. I said, no, no I'm I'm the wow. I'm the idiot right that left the credit card. Yeah, and they said, would you like us to put it in a taxi and and bring it to you wherever you're staying? Now we can do that. And I said, no, that would just feel wrong. I I'm I'm within walking distance. I'm going to walk over on my way somewhere else, and I will pick it up. Yep, because it just makes me feel ridiculous that someone would put my credit card in a taxi. But anyway, sure. so I go back, and there to greet me when I arrive is a guy in the full. Um, 
sort of uh, the full suit, you know, what do you call it? Well, the, not the dinner suit, but yeah, I mean, the whole thing, right? Uh-huh. With the white gloves, like the whole thing. Like a maitre d'. Yeah, basically. Okay. Just for me, right? And he makes a presentation of my credit card wrapped <gasps> up in a cardboard box. No. Bows really low and apologizes for the inconvenience of losing my credit card in his restaurant. Oh, my God. That's Japan. Yeah, that is Japan. I love it. It's beautiful. <laughs> I love it. As I say, traditional and yet embracing technology in the future. It is. It's addictive, isn't it? Yep. It yeah. is. Yep. They yeah. can export that anytime they like. Let's do an episode there. Let's go. All right. Oh. Now you're talking. <laughs> All right, mate. Kampai. <laughs> Kampai. <laughs> See you in the future. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>